As the world emerges from the shadows of a pandemic, we're all wondering what's next. Has our experience in lockdown altered the future we expected, or has it simply accelerated ongoing change? What's in store for us over the next few years? Join me, Susie Golding, and me, Andrew Clark, in Singapore every week. As we ask leaders across Asia, working in marketing, communications, and lifestyle, one simple question. What's What's next? next? Andrew, how are you? It's almost Christmas and I am so happy that we are almost at the end of this anus horribilis. <laughs> yes, I agree. I feel bloody exhausted um, and I'm looking forward to just beaching like a whale, eating, drinking and not doing very much else really for at least a week. How about you? The same as you. Yes, I am looking forward to just a little bit of time off because it has been quite a stressful year, hasn't it? It really has, but I, I, I think, you know, one of the high points for me has been doing this podcast. You know, we've had so many great guests on this year and such a good laugh and also learned a lot. I've learned a lot, <laughs> um, you know, and, and picking up quite a few listeners. So that's been a really good experience. Yeah, I agree. I think it, this whole experience has been rather cathartic for both of us in the sense that we've learned a lot. We've learned how hard it is to do a podcast. I mean, it's been almost two months since we've done the last one. Um, and that's really my fault. I haven't had any time to edit. Um, you know, you start doing this stuff and you realize, my goodness me, I've got to, we've got to do all of this stuff of like editing it down and packaging it up and putting it out. That's been quite tough work, hasn't it? Yeah, I think it has. And obviously you've had to take the, the, the most, the heavier load than me on that because I'm, I'm not an editor. Um, but it does make you really think about people who do weekly podcasts. I mean, they, they can't have any other job, surely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's incredible hard work. But we have a plan for next year. We're going to take a bit of a break. Um, so we haven't quite worked out how long the break's going to be. But uh, when we come back, we're going to come back with gusto, aren't we? We've got a few in the bank. We have. We've got some really good ones in the bank, haven't we? So, um, yeah, so everyone out there listening, keep an eye out for them coming out, um, probably from sort of end of January or so. I think so. So it just leaves us to um, talk about what we're doing for our Christmas special, Andrew. So, yes, it's the end of the year and we decided to get some friends together, didn't we? We did. So what we thought would be a really great idea, because this this year has had a lot of stuff going on. I mean, yes, of course, uh, the big C uh, has been all-encompassing, but there's been a lot of other stuff going on as well. So what Andrew and I thought would be really good would be to get some of our funniest and most interesting friends and colleagues together, go out for a really nice meal with lots of red wine, and talk about some of the topics that have kept us very engaged and frustrated us and angered us and made us laugh um, through this very extraordinary year. And we've got uh, Freddie Haygate, who is a good friend of ours who works for a company called Just After Midnight. We've got Hattie Trounce, who you might remember if you're a listener, was on one of our earlier podcasts this year. And Luke DeLawson. Um, who works for a company called Simmons & Simmons, a law firm. Everyone had to pick a topic and they had to talk about it. And as the best conversations go, 
Um, they meandered a little bit, perhaps, from the original topic and covered everything from sex dolls to Carol Baskin to the Olympics. Of course, we spoke about um, Donald Trump. We did. We talked about that horrible word pivoting and that equally horrible word webinars. Um, And uh, (laughs) we managed to find our way all the way to the Tiger King and Carol Baskin, which is kind of where the conversation ends, because we were just far too drunk to... uh, to be able to speak any sense, I think. <laughs> we were, yes. I think I think lots and lots of red wine drunk and then somebody made the silly suggestion of having a digestive <laughs> at the end of the evening. Forgot about that. Uh, which I seem to remember had to be done down in one because the restaurant had to stop serving alcohol. So don't know if you've ever drunk a Calvados down in one, listeners, but I wouldn't recommend it. Well, let's just jump in, shall we? Yes, let's do it. Right, should we should we order? Yeah, I think and we should we order. Can, uh, can I get the fillet, please? A uh, medium rare. Thank you. Yeah. Can I have the same, please? Um, could I get the uh, the ribeye, please? Can I have the sirloin, please? Can I have the entrecote, please? Right. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what Andrew and I have done is prepared some topics. Yeah. Um, and we'll we'll take turns to pick one out. We tried to avoid COVID, but we weren't very good at that. Who would like to go first? It says Olympics 2021. Okay. So, um, yes. Olympics 2021, which of course was cancelled. Yes. Uh, I can't help but feel sorry for all the Olympians. I remember when when it happened. Um, well, I suppose actually, sorry, they just moved it forward a year, actually. Now I think about yeah, they've just moved it, haven't they? But those, those people that are all getting prepared, and then suddenly, obviously, we're getting ready to do the Olympics, and then it just obviously fell through, or was postponed, as it were. I always think about the people who were going to go into retirement. Because <laughs> obviously, it's like, and probably like their wife or husband are like, this is it, it's the yeah, final year. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we're moving it to 2021, I have to do my final one. I, thought, I think they're sticking with the 2020 branding. Though, That's aren't right they? because they, yeah, yeah, they're sticking with Tokyo 2020. It's quite good because it, obviously, apart from saving a lot of money because they'd already clearly printed everything, yeah, um, it remains as Tokyo 2020. Just erased it out. They just, yeah, they just crossed out the zeros. Just red. They've got someone sitting in a room just going through all of the marketing collateral, just doing that. You've got to wonder what it's going to look like though next year. I mean, even though it will be going ahead, it will be a very different Olympics in terms of. You're not going to have a stadium full of people cheering you across the line. Mm-hmm. In. I think it's going to be a closed virtual event. I think that 2021 is going to be the year, the year of the virtual event. I, I, I don't know if you guys saw. I watched the um, the fight. The was it Mike Tyson? Uh, Mike Tyson fights at the um, at the weekend, and that was a closed virtual event. And it was a whole the whole thing was completely done, and all the performance obviously was just swinging the camera, and it was just very surreal. Yeah. But it was so marketing focused. It was so branded. Where normally it's all about the audience and the commentators and you get to really get that feeling of excitement. This was just like, um, there was an advertising brand like Weed Maps and they were all over everything because that was where all the revenue was coming from. It was coming from the viewers, the pay-per-view, which is about 20 bucks. 
and then uh, of course the sponsors. So it was just like Snoop Dogg running the show. But it was just the weirdest yeah. thing. And that's what the Olympics I imagine are going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. Just be like brands yeah. and the athletes. And, yeah. the, and the screen just becomes a place for real, and not, and not just advertising, just generic advertising. They have these really sophisticated systems now where they can geo-block the advertising, right? Yeah, so, so, you just see so if you're in Japan, you'll be seeing Japanese adverts in the spaces in the stadium where they will superimpose them. And if you're in Europe, you'll see different adverts, you know, different banners and stuff like that. They can do that with football. And you know, on the side of football pitches, they have the hoardings round the sides of the football pitches. Yeah. There, are there are companies out there now that will map those as like virtual boards into the television coverage. So they geo-block wow. those now. Yeah, so yeah. that if you're in different countries, you get different, you get served up different adverts on different screens in different parts of the world. Didn't they do that with the Skittles advert? I swear there was some Skittles with the, um, what's the American Super Bowl? And they ran this one advert that only one person in the world would see. So oh, really? everyone else watched the normal Skittles advert and then one person got like a one-on-one -on -one experience. I may have made this up, but I'm pretty sure it happened. And for some reason, I think Ross Geller from Friends was in it. <laughs> it does sound like a very strange, like, Did they ever find out who that one person was, or was it, it was forever? It was in America. And you had to like, find out if it was a competition winner or something. I have no idea how they did it. Google it later, it could be completely wow. made up. If not, that's a brilliant idea. We should do it, it yeah. in Singapore. Trademark, thank yeah. you. <laughs> they also did um, a dog show recently. Can't have been crossed. And they, they, in the audience, they put loads of fake dogs watching the oh, show, really? not humans. So it's the dogs doing their show and it's all dogs oh, in the background it. watching. I do like the football matches where you could buy like a seat and put a picture of yourself in it. <laughs> Quite like. <laughs> That'd be a good Christmas present though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they did that in Australia and it went, it went wrong. We were talking what was this, to um, Jason De La Pena about that. They did, they oh, did when that they in Australia, the, yeah. They, put the, um, they did it as a crowdsourcing thing. He, he was talking about the other one where it was sex dolls. Yeah, the, 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 sex Korean, dolls. the Korean uh, football, the K-League football. And they, yeah, and they, they had all of these um, people, fill, they filled the stadium full of sex, well, not filled them full so of sex dolls, but they put, they put sex dolls in there. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea, they were like, can we get 200 mannequins? And they're like, well, we're actually out of mannequins, but what we have got is sex dolls. We've got sex these dolls. in the basement yeah, exactly. if you're... Uh, well used. <laughs> if you're desperate. <laughs> well, we went quickly from uh, Tokyo 2020 to, to sex, sex dolls. dolls. I think we've set the tone for good, the evening. That was a good conversation. <laughs> Come on then, Hattie. Have a delve. TikTok. Oh, oh that's the perfect one for you. Ex social media expert. Um, right. I just don't get TikTok at all. <laughs> I'm obviously not the right demographic for it, clearly. Did you ever do Vine? No. Vine was like the equivalent that went bust pretty quickly. It's a short story format. So TikTok is a social media platform. Um, and basically, it's like an advanced, I was gonna say version of Vine, but if you haven't heard of that, you can record short videos, but through it, you can like lip sync. So you can find loads of different people's voices or things from movies, songs, and voice sync it. You can do a whole array of like video editing. So they could be like 10 Susies in a row doing a dance routine. Imagine that. Imagine. And that's why it was made. <laughs> How do, where do people find the time to do these things? 
A, the time, and B, the inclination. Lockdown. Yeah. I didn't do TikTok, 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 TikTok until lockdown, <laughs> honestly. And then I suddenly was like, hey, this what, is quite fun. What does TikTok, TikTok have? <laughs> TikTok? TikTok? What does TikTok have that Vine didn't? Because I thought TikTok Vine has, was TikTok quite... has proper licensing. So music, music, musician, like pop musicians, popular beat combos, will, <laughs> will, will license a clip of their music to TikTok. And then TikTok will put that onto their, their platform. And then as a kid or anybody who wants to do it, like you can, oh, I want to do a TikTok. TikTok is like doing a TikTok is eventually doing like a, a mime to a piece of music yeah. or a mime to a, or a dance a, a routine. Mime to a dance routine or something. Very like viral that. content. Yeah. And like a lot Thanks. of celebrities now get on it. But Vine was just short videos and you'd like piece together videos. We do like reverse, like split video. This is like way more advanced. You can do green screen on it. And this Great is like a level up from like Instagram stories. Yeah. Oh yeah, way, yeah. way, way. And you you'll basically like find a sound. So I just do the sound sometimes. I've got like six posts. So my friend was like, you're not a true TikToker. I was like, why? She's like, because you've got to do the dance routines. I was like, I'm not doing a dance routine. <laughs> <laughs> but like, people just follow dance routines. There'll be different like viral campaigns will come up. I think, the, do you ever see the one where the, you had to do a slow-mo and kick the lid off the bottle? Yes. And then that's TikTok originally. So it's like little like wow. cult. I wonder what people are going to think of us like in year, in many years time and they look back at it and they'll be like, what on earth? Ugh. It's like amazing content. What are people doing? <laughs> the COVID years were the year of the COVID. <laughs> I was reading about TikTok houses, where they put all the TikTok stars just to live together, like some sort of mentalist Instagram. big brother type thing. Yeah. They did it in America and they all had COVID. And they, oh they, God, were, no, in, no, they no. were influencers who were like, we still need to produce content. So they went in a house, had a house party. One had it, the whole house got it. And I think that was like, you're not meant to be in bigger groups than three, and that's like, our job. It's our you, job. Yeah. It's our job to party. It's our job. It does I seem to it. be the way that a lot of social media has gone in terms of Instagram stories first, and Facebook kind of had its st story version, but I guess it's kind of the same thing. And now, like, you've got LinkedIn stories now, I think. Yeah. LinkedIn stories. Like, just every opportunity in your life, home at work, you're just going to be doing a little short video. Sending an email. <laughs> Checking my email again. <laughs> just got fired. I think when I was a kid, though, I would have really liked doing the dance videos. So me and my sisters were always making up like dance routines to the hits yeah. of the day. Yeah, so the thought of being able to do it on a, a contraption would have been quite exciting. We actually... Uh, our law firm went semi-viral in, in the law firm circles. Semi-viral? Semi-viral? I will only say semi because professional services can only be so interesting to masses. <laughs> but uh, our most popular post of the year was uh, when uh, the daughter of our head of, head of digital got hold of uh, a phone and Instagram storied a, a dance routine to our to our corporate oh, account. <laughs> so, what was she uh, dancing to? I think it was uh, Britney Britney Spears. We've seen a lot of uh, <laughs> lots of business come off the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's so good. We're already on the second bottle, aren't we? We are. Thank you. There's quite a few of us, though. Yeah. Right, Luke. Off you go. 
Sweatpants or no pants? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're certainly the most extreme end of, of formal dress codes. Extreme. I'd say the slow adopters of, of casual working. Um, but this, this whole pandemic has been a real game changer, I think, in terms of, of how people are approaching just because you work in a very corporate B2B business yeah. doesn't mean you constantly have to be in a shirt and tie. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think working working from home a lot more has kind of made people realize that yeah, it's okay to get out of bed and get onto a call and have your kids running around in the background and not be judged for it. So yeah. I, I think, yeah, six months ago, I don't, I'd seen a lot of my colleagues out of kind of formal wear, whereas now, and even now we've started gradually going back into the office, people are kind of smart casual Fridays on a Wednesday. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. I think, I think the key thing that you said then was not being judged for it, right? So, but I do think, I judge people now on calls like that. Yeah, so do I. Because they keep their cameras off. Yeah, I do. Yeah, 100%. So I judge people not because, because exactly, it's acceptable to have your pet, your child, your spouse um, walk around in the background. And people love that. And people are so tolerant of that now. But I have no tolerance for people who sit on meetings with their, with their cameras on, off. Unless there is a, unless there's like a kind of, sound like a total, Asshole now. Don't I, I can't say. wait to hear what the exception is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What's the, the, my analogy is it's like the first time I went to visit, the first time I went to Taiwan and I was sitting around the table and it's because everybody drinks so much in Taiwan. And, and they were like, the only exception for not drinking during a meal in Taiwan is if you're pregnant or you're driving. That's a Geordie rule as well. Pregnant or driving? <laughs> yeah. Maybe not always the pregnant one. <laughs> I would say as well. <laughs> Just the driving. I think you can go the other way though now I think about it because in the, to, to, to kind of form, a, to take a little bit of a tangent, in COVID I've seen uh, on Zoom a lot of things I would have preferred not to see <laughs> on a Zoom call. I've seen someone uh, who forgot to turn their camera off and I, uh, they went into the loo and they, Sat down and what you could see them in the did their business. Well, they basically had put their phone in their pocket, and I was like, "Oh God, what's going on here?" <laughs> and then suddenly, like worse, you realised you were getting it was like it was like upskirt, but not fun. You know, it was just like it was like. <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't know what to do in a course because you're on a call with multiple other people. You're all going to sit and there's like, do we say something? Do we say, oh, by the way, I can see your cock and balls? What do you say? Or do you just... Um, or do you just let it ride and just then let it ten ride. minutes later yeah. they realise what's yeah. happened? Uh, and, uh, of course, and I think that's, that is the uh, British way of approaching things. Did they realise? No. I think they must have realised after when their colleague phoned them up or slacked them and just said, oh, by the way, yeah. Yeah, I don't think you're getting that contract. Right, I think it's your turn. It's my turn. COVID hobbies. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you mean getting fat and uh, yeah, complaining about COVID is not a hobby? <laughs> Get, well, it's a lifestyle. Actually, I have totally and utterly given up on health. 
I'm totally giving up on How's the gout? The gout, ironically, the gout hasn't he, been so tucks, bad. As he tucks into a steak. As he tucks into a steak. That's why I didn't want the spinach they offered us earlier as well, because apparently it's really bad for gout. Is it? Not the red wine steak is bad for gout either. I would never have thought spinach was bad mm. for gout. Full of purees. Oh. Covid hobbies. Sorry, I'm eating a piece of sirloin and it's rather good. How's everybody's food, by the way? It's not really good. Um, my COVID hobby, hobby, and this is going to sound really lame and sad and pretentious, but you see, I used to play the cello. So my COVID has been, my COVID hobby has been like spending more time with my cello and playing the cello a bit more. And that's been really nice. And also my wife is a very good pianist and used to play the piano a lot. And so we spent, especially the early lockdown, playing music together. And we haven't done that ever. In 15, 15 years of being married, we haven't done that ever. So it was just, that was great. So that's, that's my COVID hobby. That's lovely. And how have you found the relationship with your neighbors has been? <laughs> yeah. Actually, the relationship with the neighbors, we've actually got to know our neighbors because <laughs> they've been complaining about the noise. Yeah, because they've been complaining about... Are you killing a swan in there? Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Susie? Oh, I went through a phase of taking pic a picture of the cat every day. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> in a bid to go semi-viral. And I took one picture of the cat and I put it on Facebook and everyone was like, oh, that's lovely. Then I thought, I'll take one every day. When every day one of them would do something that was worthy of a picture. But then there'd be the odd day where they hadn't done anything. Right, oh shit. Like my audience is expecting a picture. So I'd have to look through my phone to find one and Paul would be like, no, you're dialing it in, you're dialing it in. I was like, but nobody will know. And he's like, I know and you know. So they became little sort of Facebook stars for a while. And then when I stopped, so I did it for like all of lockdown when we were in lockdown here. And then when I stopped, quite a few people were like, where's the picture of the cats? Where's the cats? Yeah, that was my hobby. Is it still going now? Or have you kind of uh, eased off now? I stopped now. So I stopped after we came out of lockdown. I was like, great, I can go to the pub again now. I don't have to take pictures of the bloody cats. Your cats were like cats. <laughs> and the cats are like weighing in the wings, being yeah. like, are we going to be on yet? Did you have a sense that the cats... I know this might sound like a stupid question, and... and... Please, yet again, tell me that I'm being totally stupid. But did the cats, were they, did you feel as though they were aware of the fact that you were taking pictures of them on a regular basis for a period of time? If they become aware of having their picture taken, they stop doing whatever you were trying to take right. a picture of. So they're little shits like that. So right. like, if you, like kids, you know, when you point a camera at a kid, yeah, they're like, just, oh, they're doing yeah. something really cute. So you'd have to try and catch them unawares. Or sometimes I would have to like, entice them into doing something interesting. So you were taking the sort of the sort of Henri Cartier-Bresson approach yes. of capturing the <laughs> capturing moment, capturing the moment of yeah. Bill and Bob doing something jumping over ridiculous, or looking with a really judgy-looking face, or <laughs> and then I would spend ages thinking of a caption to put under it. And I was thinking, captions this are is, this is an influencer's this life. This isn't quality yeah. stuff. I find really that's I find that so 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 totally stressful yeah. is the, 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 the need to um, comment and say stuff and all of that sort of stuff. 
What about you, Freddie? What was, what's your COVID hobby been? Uh, I mean, I suppose the, the problem I have a little bit is that I'm a bit of a, this is, I'm, I'm going to sound like such a wanker, but I'm a bit of a serial hobbyist as it is. It's because you're a man. Right, so you've always got something so on. So I've always got go. something on. So I, I brew beer and oh, I. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I'm a home brewer and I bake bread and I smoke. You were doing meat. all of this shit anyway. And I was doing COVID. all this. So basically, COVID allowed me. And um, so I kind of, I must admit, like, this just gave me a chance to do some more of that stuff. Um, but then, it, weirdly, I found that when COVID happened, I was like, well, I don't want to fucking do anything. <laughs> can't be asked. Can't be asked to do this. Just someone check Netflix on. Um, but, but, yeah, nothing, nothing really new popped up. We realised that, me and the wife realised we had a knack for killing plants, and that was about it. <laughs> what about you, Hattie? Honestly, while everyone was speaking, I was like, what have you done? <laughs> Come up with something, make it up, make it good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually learned five languages. Yeah. <laughs> um, God, I'm trying to think, it feels so long ago. Unless we're talking now, baking was probably the only thing I took up. Very good at coffee walnut now, lemon drizzle, banana bread, most Googled recipe in the world for banana COVID. Bread. Yep. One of the most Googled things is how to put banana bread. I've heard about that recipe for the most Googled. Is it actually any good? No, it's just a general banana bread recipe. Not oh, right. one. I mean, there must be a most popular one. I've no idea what Where do I banana bread? What? Why that? Why is They're that? Bananas are going, always going off. Bananas always going off. I suppose. Easy. Don't need much. True. I think also a lot of it was people saying my bananas have gone off, what can I do with it? And it was like, yeah, banana exactly. bread. But that was probably it. Puzzles. I got very obsessed with the puzzle. Jigsaw. Like, so you yeah. went and bought jigsaws? Well, this was when, I, when we were in like severe lockdown, so I got it delivered, but we probably did the first one in eight hours. We just sat there, didn't even talk, me and my boyfriend. Singapore skyline, which was hard. We'll, yeah, we'll like, and I'm like, my back hurts, swap sides. And I'm like, let me do this angle. The sun's blaring now, I can't see it, and like sunglasses hat. So we did that and we're like, this is amazing, let's order another one. Ordered some French chateau. <laughs> Never completed it, but it's still in our spare bedroom on a tray because we refuse to get rid of it. Yeah, I'm we're about 80%. I'm 80% in. So I cut my teeth on uh, Copenhagen Harbour. Copenhagen, that is an absolute you know, classic. <laughs> entry level stuff. I would say, I would say, like Copenhagen Harbour or the Mermaid, a Swiss mountain oh, yeah. scene, right? Textbook yeah, stuff. Yeah. Hong Kong or Singapore, well, Hong Kong skyline. That's a classic jigsaw. Yeah. Sydney, Sydney Harbour All Bridge. All the skylines are like Singapore's hard. I mean, there's not much of a skyline. Then, then I moved on to uh, inspirational women through the ages. Women through the ages? What? Which which was like a hundred women. Emmeline Pankhurst. Oh. Coco Chanel. All the, all the greats. All the greats. All the greats. Yeah. All the greats. <laughs> Amelia Earhart. Amelia uh, Earhart. It's like a portrait. <laughs> and it was little portraits with the little fact about why they oh. were on there. Oh, that is I learned, that I learned so much. Brilliant. Me mad of you. Learning yeah. and puzzling. You're How many pieces? My wife did buy it, but I, <laughs> I got stuck in there. Think of all you will have learned <laughs> about inspirational women while you were doing that. Exactly. <laughs> if anyone wants to borrow it. No, it's all right. Then. I actually uh, dabbled in a bit of like watch 
watchmaking. I'd say what? No. watchmaking's what? a bit. It's a bit. Uh, oh, uh, not from scratch, but like buying parts and then, or buying an old watch and modifying it. I'm wow. really intrigued by the watch. Oh, this isn't. This is. I haven't worn one tonight, but I've 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 made two and I made two for myself and one for my dad for Father's Day. What? That's amazing. Bless you. How long does it take you to make a watch? If you, you buy all the bits, bits and bobs, mostly from China. Um, Seiko. Uh, you buy the is Seiko a, is, is NH. Is what is it? NH ninety-five. Oh, thirty-five good, movement. Good movement. Yeah, very good movement. Um, and then you can buy different dials and hands, and yeah, for about hundred bucks you can get all the kits. And then uh, that was amazing. Takes a while, and like you, you, Do you have to wear one of those like you things. wear a little eyepiece. Yeah. Um, you. You, you have to. It's a trial and error hobby. You mess up a lot of things and have to buy more of certain things. Because um, with like putting on watch hands, you just bend them all the time. What drew you to that? I quite like watches. And <laughs> like that. fair enough. <laughs> when COVID hit, you're like, fuck, that's really expensive. I'm going to make my own. Yeah, it's, a, it's too too expensive a hobby to, to to buy all of the fancy brands. So make your own. Yes, yeah, it's easier than it sounds. Like if you start from scratch, from like a whole movement, it's it's like a you know, Can't serious it's a, stuff. It's a big, big hobby. Wow. Well, Watchmaking, that is amazing. I know. I'll, it is, wear, isn't it? I'll wear one next time. Yeah. I feel ashamed that I didn't put my time to better use in <laughs> musical instruments, watchmaking, bread and beer making. Like taking pictures of your cats. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Right, Susie. Most popular word of 2020. Lockdown, probably. I was reading a thing that nobody nobody had used the word lockdown anywhere ever until this year. Not really, unless you're in prison or something. Yeah, you just didn't really think about it. Akon, the song. Lockdown. <laughs> he was. He was a trendsetter. He was like. <laughs> lockdown. Then, Pandemic and our favourite Andrew. Pivot. Oh. Or webinar. Webinar. Nobody talked about webinars. I mean, yeah, the word webinar, I don't know. We, we, we shouldn't really go there. Webinar or pivot. Pivot is the word. I think I'm not sure about webinar anymore. The problem is, is that I think that I might be being beaten into submission with the word webinar. Are you? It's like even though we really hate it, we still use it. I also hate unprecedented, and but mostly I hate new normal. Oh, I fucking hate new normal. Throw that in there. Because I use the yeah, word norm. New norms. Hyphen oh. Yeah. People do whole fucking webinars about the subject. Um, Christmas trees in the it works, doesn't it? Christmas trees in the new normal. Socially distanced Christmas trees in the new normal. Oh, that's, that's even it. better. Yeah. That is poetry. That's it. Pivoting Christmas trees that are socially distant. Pivoting socially distant Christmas normal. trees in the unprecedented new normal. Yeah. In these strange times. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, actually, I was going to say, do you know what? It could be, uh, I was going to say maybe sanitised or face mask. That is going to be probably one of them. Distance. Right, Luke. Four seasons total landscaping. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The thing we haven't, the thing we haven't spoken about all night. 
I still can't. I, I still can't get over that that happened. I just find it hilarious. I just, it's just so Trump. It's, it's so just like. Hilarious. It's. Uh, my experience of that. I don't know about you guys. My experience of that was I was obviously following everything at that particular moment in time. It was. It was the day after. The day or two after the election. It was a couple of days, yeah. And, and, and the Trump camp hadn't done anything publicly at all. And then suddenly this tweet went out from <laughs> Donald Trump that said, you know, we're going to have this press conference at the Four Seasons. And then I, 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 was, on, I was on my Twitter and I, was, I, I saw it. I was like, that's great. I will stay up. And it was about one o'clock in the morning. So I, was, I, I went back on to watching Karen videos on YouTube and all of that sort of stuff. And then, and then, and, and nothing happened. And none of the news networks were covering any of that. And then literally like 24 hours later, it was sort of reported that that happened. <laughs> I wish. I mean, like, you like Can you imagine if you were the person who booked that and got it cocked it up? Imagine if that was you. But so do, do we know why, sorry, just to, just to jump in, do we know why it was? Did they actually cock it up? Was it because- They cocked it up. So they I said they four seasons. And then they sent the wrong address and then they quickly repositioned to the landscaping because they'd already given out the wrong address to everyone. Is Very soon after Trump made his tweet that said, we're going to have this press conference at the Four Seasons, the Four Seasons Philadelphia, right? The Four yeah. Seasons Philadelphia tweeted regarding comments made by Donald Trump. There is no truth because they had this deluge of, of the yeah. press asking them When's the press conference? Where do we go? When's it happening? And they were like, well, we don't know anything about this. But it was carried live on, um, not TikTok, but uh, the other one, the Periscope. Periscope, the Periscope course, yeah. right, yeah. And it was just yeah. amazing because all the, all the journalists kind of rocked up there and it was just an absolute... I watched the, quite a few of the feeds and they were just kind of like, what is going on? This yeah. is an absolute mess. Yeah. And they were, of course, loving the fact that it was next to, I think, a strip bar. It's a strip bar <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a crematorium. And a crematorium. Which are two extremes of the Donald Trump presidency can be summarised in this metaphor. Strip bar and a crematorium. You couldn't make it up. You couldn't make it up. That's, you couldn't write it. It was exactly. like just, just hyper real. I do think it should become more normal, though. Um, the new normal, normal, maybe. Maybe when they realised they'd cocked up, they could have just had a Zoom with a, with a virtual background. background. Yes, of the, of of the, the four real seasons. Four seasons. Yeah. yeah. OK, next one. Tiger King. Oh. I feel like I should have seen more of this. I, have I you not watched it? I haven't. I've watched, my wife has watched it because I... So, so the background is I am a big Louis Theroux fan. You saw the Louis And I've shown the original, and so yeah. I, I heard a lot about it. And I think when it came on, I was like, well, I kind of know the subject matter a little uh, bit, and I'm not that fussed about it. But then everyone rocked up to other people's houses a few weeks later in these ridiculous shirts, these fancy dresses. <laughs> every or, Halloween outfit. Every Halloween was Tiger King shirts. So, but it's yeah. maybe I wonder if it wasn't like, because that was obviously we're in severe lockdown. If that hadn't been locked down, I'm not sure. Because I watched it, the hype was massive, and I was like, what? Like, it is bizarre. Yeah, I was definitely pushed into it. I yeah. mean, in the old Netflix automated, yeah. this is what you're like, it, yeah, the it, it did not, it didn't appeal, but I was like, wow, everyone's going on about it. And then suddenly I mean, you're in the world. I mean, it was like of... some of the episodes, you'd just be like, what the fuck just happened in that episode? But I love that, I love these fringe sort of like, 
these societies that exist in, and that's that's what the three documentaries are about. These fringe societies yeah. of it's just they're just fucking mental. Yeah. <laughs> People trying to kill each other. Yeah. There's what that statistic that there is more of these wild animals in America yeah. than there is in the but bloody yeah. wild. Yeah. yeah. The big question was, did Carol Baskin, Carol Baskin kill her husband? And, yeah. it, and the documentary steers it very much in a. Come on, she must have killed her husband. She went on Cameo, which is the platform where you get a celebrity to record you a message and you pay like $200 or whatever. And somebody did a prank one to Carol Baskin who had to say, happy birthday to Jimmy Savile and Ralph Harris. So she did a deadpan, happy birthday to this guy. And I know that you and Ralph are being having a lot of fun together. Well, I can't remember the last time that I have laughed so much, Andrew, during that dinner. That was so much fun. It was great and such such a fitting sort of event for, you know, pre, pre-festive at the end of what has been a pretty shitty and difficult year for lots of people. So I think it was really nice to end it on that high note. Absolutely, and, and, and a, a great way to reflect on what's happened uh, during the course of the year and just to sort of let our hair down a little bit you know that was that was um, that was really good fun yeah it was it was super cathartic so yeah good good idea to do so really there's not much left to do other than well Merry Christmas Susie wish you a Merry Christmas and a very happy new year a very Merry Christmas to you, Andrew, and let's hope 2021. I, I've got good feelings about 2021. I do as well. I'm a little bit trepidatious about it, but I am looking forward to it um, because anything can be better than this year. Absolutely. And of course, a very happy Christmas to all of our listeners. Thanks so much for um, being with us this year um, through all of our podcasts. We really, really appreciate it. And we hope that 2021 is going to be a stonking year for all of you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, We shall see you back in the new year with more fun, more games, more brilliant guests on the What's Next podcast. Absolutely. Join us then.